Today's episode is sponsored by an upcoming movie called If. We don't go to the theater a lot as a family, mostly because it's tough to find a movie we're all going to like, but If is one of those movies. It comes out in theaters May 17th. I saw the trailer the other day, and we ended up watching the trailer multiple times to check out all the different imaginary friends that are in it. Some of them are what you would think an imaginary friend would be like, a nice-looking monster kind of. But other ones are so random, like this one that's a knight and one's a dragon and one is just a banana. And it gets wilder too, but I'm not going to spoil it all for you. The movie is about this girl who can see imaginary friends. And she goes on this magical adventure to reconnect forgotten imaginary friends with their kids. I know me and my kids are going to enjoy going to the theater for this one. And the cast has tons of our favorite performers like Ryan Reynolds, John Krasinski, Maya Rudolph, Matt Damon, John Stewart, Sam Rockwell, Emily Blunt. John Krasinski wrote the movie inspired by his own kid's imagination to be funny and exciting for all ages. It looks like a real slam dunk. The movie If releases in theaters May 17th and we are totally going, so check it out. Hello, and welcome to the Kid Stories Podcast. I'm Phil Bechtel. Today I'm happy to be reading a story written by an author named Susan Arts. Susan has a children's book on Amazon called Looking for Something. I've read Looking for Something and I really enjoyed it and I think you should check it out. Susan wrote a different story for the Kid Stories podcast that I'm going to read today. It's called The Green Gem. What a cloudy gray day. Perfect to hang out with two of Liddy's favorite people. Her mom and her pet pug, Sassy. Liddy was keeping her mother company, sitting cross-legged on her parents' bed with Sassy contentedly curled up and snoring away in her lap. Her mom was searching through her jewelry box, looking for pieces to donate to Liddy's fourth-grade school bazaar. Sorting through new and old treasures, they found some to keep and others to give. At the bottom of the jewelry case lay a box with a beautiful green stone pendant necklace. May I touch it? Holding the necklace in her hands, Liddy sighed a quiet, Oh, it's absolutely beautiful. Can I please try it on? Only if you're very careful, sweetie. That necklace belonged to my grandma, so it's very old and delicate. Liddy carefully undid the silver clasp and held the two ends out to her mother. Would you please help me, Mom? Liddy's mom held out the necklace. Pull your hair up off your neck so I can clasp the chain. Liddy raised her hair and her mom fastened the clasp. Dropping her hair back over her shoulders, Liddy gazed into the mirror her mom held up before her. She couldn't take her eyes off the beautiful pendant around her neck. Mom, I never saw this before. It's so pretty. Why don't you wear it? If it were mine, I would wear it all the time. Her mom smiled. Well, you're absolutely right. It is very pretty. But I have many pretty necklaces that your dad has given me over the years. I like to wear those. My mother gave me that pendant when I was a little older than you are now, and I would only wear it on very special occasions. Her mother had given it to her, and she told me the story of how special it was. By the way, that green stone isn't just a stone. It's an emerald. Liddy's eyes grew wide. Liddy's mom continued, Sometimes I was a little nervous wearing the necklace, but when I did, I felt so grown up. 
My grandpa said I was as beautiful as my mom when she was my age. It made me feel like a princess. In fact, that's what my dad used to call me, his little princess. Where did your grandma get the necklace? That's an interesting story. My grandpa, that would be your great-grandpa, was a farmer. Really? exclaimed Liddy. What did he farm? Oh, well, he had some cows and chickens and grew wheat and hay and vegetables. Vegetables! That's what I grew in our yard. You're right. That must be where you got your green thumb. I wonder if the squirrels ate his corn, too. Liddy laughed, remembering how the squirrels feasted on the sweet corn in her garden although she certainly didn't laugh when it first happened. Well, Grandpa grew hay to feed his cows, and he always planted much more than he needed, just in case the crop wasn't as plentiful as planned. One year, Grandma and Grandpa had an abundant crop with more than enough to feed their cows. But one of their neighbors had a problem with his crop. It was uh, insects or critters. I, I don't really recall, but wintertime was going to be a little tough for them. Oh, that's terrible, Liddy sympathized. It was. Their neighbor would never ask for help, but Grandpa knew the right thing to do was to offer assistance. I believe their last name was uh, Jurgen. Yes, Mr. and Mrs. Jurgen. They were very good friends with my grandma and grandpa. They all went to church together and would picnic on Sundays after. Being farmers, that was one of the only times they could socialize. The Jurgens didn't have any children, and they really enjoyed watching my mom and her brothers and sisters play. What did your grandpa do to help the Jurgens? Well, knowing that Mr. Jurgen was a very proud man and would not accept charity, my grandpa told him that he and his grandma had been blessed with a great crop, so much so that it was too much for their silos. He asked a favor of Mr. Jurgen, that it would be a great help if he would please store the excess wheat and hay in his silo and barn, as it would be a sin to let it go to waste. And if his supply ran low over the winter season, he was more than welcome to use some of grandpa's excess. Now, I'm not sure if Mr. Jurgen fully believed Grandpa, but he was happy to help, and deep down, I think he was ever so grateful. Did he store the extra hay and wheat? Yes, he did. And that favor for Grandpa was nothing short of a small miracle for Mr. Jurgen. Spring came, and my grandparents and the Jurgens had made it through another winter, and it was Grandpa's excess hay that helped Mr. Jurgen feed his cattle. But, like I said, Mr. Jurgen was a proud man and wanted to repay Grandma and Grandpa, but they would hear nothing of it. Friends help friends, Grandpa declared. So on Grandma's birthday, Mrs. Jurgen handed my grandma a small box, and in that box was something very near and dear to her heart. The emerald necklace, Liddy whispered. Yes, the emerald necklace. Mrs. Jurgen had received that from Mr. Jurgen when they were first married. Grandma said no. She knew what that necklace meant to the Jurgens. There was no way she could accept that. But Mrs. Jurgen insisted. It was a gift, and you cannot refuse a gift given in friendship. So Grandma accepted the necklace, but stated that it was given out of love and friendship, and she would make sure it continued to be given out of love. So it has been passed down over the years, and someday it'll be passed down to you or your sister. Uh, not to be greedy, but Liddy certainly hoped someday it would be passed down to her. With that, the necklace came off and went back into its safe place in the jewelry box. Hey, look, the sun's finally come out. Why don't you go out and play or, or take Sassy for a walk? Good idea, Mom. Sassy jumped off Liddy's lap onto the floor. She turned around and looked at Liddy like, Well, come on, let's go. Liddy laughed. All right, you, let's go.
and off to the park they went. Grabbing Sassy's leash, chew rope, and a bottle of water in a bowl, Sassy frowned at Liddy at the side of the leash. She loved running free. You know you have to be on a leash at the park, Sass. So Sassy stood still while Liddy attached her leash to her purple rhinestone collar. The park was close by, and a pleasant walk. Liddy strolled along, holding Sassy's leash, while Sassy proudly plodded alongside her, chew rope in her mouth like a prized catch. They got to the park, and Liddy headed straight for the swings. She looped the leash around the pole and filled Sassy's water bowl, sitting it on the ground next to the pole. Then Liddy hopped onto the old-fashioned wooden swing set, and after a few good leg swings, began soaring back and forth through the air, laughing as her stomach jumped on each pass. About ten minutes had passed when Liddy's friend Jessica showed up at the park and made a beeline to Liddy on the swings. Hi, Sassy, she said and ruffled Sassy's ears. Sassy really liked Jessica. She was good people. She sat on the seat next to Liddy. Lid, I'm so excited. I'm so glad I ran into you. Guess what? You know next week is my birthday, right? And of course you're invited to the party, but it's going to be a princess dress-up party. My mom and I are getting it all planned. I'm passing out the invitations at school on Monday. I can't wait. It's going to be so much fun. Before Liddy could even answer, Jessica kept talking. Oh, and guess what? I got a present early. You want to know what I got? Liddy laughed. What? Wow. She was able to get a word in. Amazing. What did you get? Still laughing. I got a puppy! Liddy squealed and Sassy's ears perked up. That's fantastic! And Sassy snorted her own excitement. Another dog to play with! My mom didn't want me to bring Pepper out to the park yet. Pepper. That's what I named her because she is black and gray. Jessica could keep talking without hardly breathing. But you will need to meet her at the party and you've got to bring Sassy. They will have so much fun together. So tell me, what's Pepper like? Oh, she's very playful, but she keeps stealing socks and small toys and hiding them all over the house. She's driving my mom and dad crazy, but she's adorable. Maybe Sassy can teach her some good manners. Hey, let's hit the teeter-totter. Liddy and Jessica jumped off the swings and climbed onto opposite ends of the teeter-totter. Sassy could stay leashed to the swing set because they were right next to each other. And as Liddy and Jessica went up and down, up and down, Sassy's head went up and down and up and down, keeping an eye on her people. Playing and chatting and chatting and playing, Liddy's stomach began to growl, and she realized it must be close to dinner time. Jessica, Sassy and I have to head home. I'm sure you do too. Yeah, you're right. I've also got to get Pepper's dinner ready for her. I'm still getting used to this new schedule. See you at school. So Liddy and Sassy headed home. Liddy couldn't wait to tell her mom and dad and sister about Jessica's princess birthday party. We'll go shopping for a birthday present after school next week, Liddy's mom said, and we'll stop at the consignment store to see if we can find a princess dress. And I know just what present I want to get Jessica, Liddy added. Liddy and her mom found the perfect dress at second time around for kids, her favorite consignment shop. It was a beautiful purple chiffon dress that would look great with her ballet shoes. And in the jewelry section, she found a beautiful rhinestone tiara, just like Sassy's collar. Perfect! The week flew by, and it was time to get ready for the party. The dress they bought was definitely a princess dress, and her mom styled Liddy's hair into a beautiful braid, which looked wonderful with the rhinestone tiara. 
Mom, I really feel like a princess. Thank you. And you look like one, too. Now go put on your shoes and finish up. I'll see you downstairs. A moment later, Liddy's mom called up the stairs to her that she and Dad were leaving to go grocery shopping. But your sister will walk with you and Sassy to the park and pick you up later. You'll probably get home before us. We'll plan dinner then. Liddy's sister, Nelana, called up next. Come on, Lid. It's time to go. You're going to be late. Just a minute. I need to double-check myself in the mirror. And she was quite impressed with herself. But something was missing. She needed something around her neck. A necklace. I don't have anything to go with my dress. A thought came to her. The necklace. The beautiful emerald necklace. No, I can't do that. Mom would get so mad at me, but it would look so beautiful. And I'll have it back in place in the jewelry box before they get home so nobody will know. Liddy knew it wasn't the right thing to do, but she so wanted to wear it. Everybody would love it. Come on, Sassy, come with me. Liddy went into her parents' room, opened the drawer, and pulled out the jewelry box. She slowly opened the cover and gazed at the fabulous green emerald necklace. She took a deep breath. It is so beautiful. She carefully picked it up and put it around her neck. Sassy looked at her and shook her head. Woof, woof, meaning you really shouldn't do that. Sassy, hush. Woof, woof, again. No, Liddy, you know that's wrong. Sassy, it'll be fine. Nelana called up to Liddy again. I'm gonna wait outside. Hurry up. I want to get to Kel's house. I'll get Sassy's leash ready for you. Liddy met Nay outside with her princess stole around her shoulders, hiding the necklace. Wow, Liddy, you look really pretty. Thanks, sis. And Liddy's cheeks turned red. Was it from the compliment or the fact that she was doing something so wrong? The sisters and Sassy walked the few blocks, and when they got to Jessica's house, Nay told Liddy she'd be back in two hours and they could walk home together. Have fun! And fun was definitely what this party was. Having tea with Ladyfinger cookies and painting their nails, doing all kinds of princess stuff. Pepper and Sassy were having a great time, too. Running and chasing each other and playing with all of Pepper's toys. Jessica told Liddy she loved the beautiful necklace she was wearing, but Liddy didn't tell Jessica the story behind the necklace. She just smiled and said thank you while feeling a small twinge of guilt. But she shook that feeling away. After everyone's nails dried, the best game was ready to start. The Princess Carriage Piñata. Everyone took turns being blindfolded and spun around before taking a swing at the beautiful piñata hanging on the patio. Pepper and Sassy were running back and forth, loving all the attention they were getting. Finally, Jessica took a super strong whack at the carriage and it burst open. Candies and small prizes flying everywhere. Pepper and Sassy were busy chasing after all the girls as they ran to pick up the candies and prizes. And the girls laughed and laughed as Pepper tried to steal each piece from their hands. Sassy knew better than to do that. Jessica's mom called out to the girls that it was time for cake. Squeals of delight filled the air and everyone ran towards the picnic tables in the yard. Liddy reached up to her neck to touch and admire her necklace again, but was horrified. The necklace was gone. Sudden panic filled her heart. Where could it be? She checked to see if it had fallen into the chiffon on her dress, but it wasn't there. She put her hands to her face, and the panicked look 
brought Jessica's mom to her side. Are you all right, Liddy? Do you feel sick? Oh, yes, I do, Mrs. Moore, but not like you think. I'm afraid to tell you. Why, sweetie, what's wrong? My necklace, it's gone. I, I was wearing it. We'll see if we can find it. Did it come with a dress? A nice piece of costume jewelry? Oh, no, Mrs. Moore, Liddy began sobbing. It's not even close to costume jewelry. I shouldn't have worn it. It's my mom's. Oh, she's going to hate me. And Liddy told her the story of the emerald pendant. No, no, I'm sure she's not going to hate you. But I'm sure she won't be very happy either. Calm yourself and let's look for it. Where could it be? Frightened, Liddy called for Sassy, tears running down her face. Oh, Sassy, what am I going to do? I never should have taken that necklace. Sassy gave her that I-told-you-so look. It's awful. This is the worst thing that could ever happen. Sassy licked Liddy's face, trying to catch her tears. Come on, Liddy. Let's look through all of the wrapping paper and pinata paper on the patio. Maybe it got mixed in with it. They searched every inch of the patio, and the other girls joined in, and everyone began searching throughout the yard, but nobody could find it. When all seemed lost, and Liddy was crying... Jessica pointed over towards Pepper's doghouse. Look! Look at Sassy! Sassy came running out of Pepper's doghouse with the chain hanging from her mouth, the green stone shining in the sunlight. Your necklace! It must have fallen off and Pepper hid it away in her house with everything else she keeps stealing. Sassy, you're my hero! You're so smart. What would I do without you? Sassy snorted in agreement and ran in circles around Liddy's feet. Everyone laughed and cheered. Well, thank goodness for a happy ending, said Mrs. Moore. I guess this was a pretty good way to end a great party. Liddy dried her tears, hugged Jessica, and hugged Mrs. Moore, thanking them for a wonderful time. At just that moment, Nailana showed up to walk home together. Jessica hollered out to Liddy, Good luck, Lid! Good luck with what? asked Nay. While they walked, Liddy told her sister what had happened. Shaking her head but holding her sister's hand, knowing how upset she was, Nailana told Liddy, You know you have to tell Mom. I know, she said in almost a whisper, sassy close by her side. When they got home, Liddy changed out of her beautiful princess dress and held the box with the necklace in her lap until her mom and dad got home. When they came through the door, grocery bags in hand, they saw Liddy sitting at the kitchen table, tears running down her cheeks. Her dad asked, What's wrong, Pumpkin? Mom, Dad, I have something to tell you. I'm so, so sorry. I know I shouldn't have done it. I'll stay in my room for the next year if you want. Easy, sweetie, said her mom. What on earth has happened? And then she noticed the box in Liddy's hands. Liddy told her mom and dad the story, and at first her dad was furious. But he took a couple deep breaths, crouched down on the floor in front of Liddy, and told her she needed to apologize to her mother. You know you did something very, very wrong. Liddy nodded. Yes, Dad, I know. I'm so sorry. Don't tell me. Tell your mother. Liddy looked up at her mom's face, and she could see the sadness in her eyes. She handed the box to her mom and whispered, I'm sorry, Mom. Liddy, I'm very disappointed. But you came to us and told us the truth. That is always the best thing to do. I understand how sometimes things can be very tempting especially when something is as pretty as this necklace. The right thing to do is always the best thing to do. 
Just because we can get away with something doesn't mean we should. There's no permanent harm done. The necklace goes back where it belongs for safekeeping. And no, you don't have to stay in your room for a year, looking to her husband. One week, no TV or computer, and home right after school. Dad nodded in agreement. Oh, Mom, Dad, I won't touch the TV or computer. I won't even look at anything on the way home from school, and I'll do the dishes every night. I'm so sorry. Thank you, thank you. Liddy gave her mom and dad big hugs, wiped the tears off her cheeks, and ran over to Sassy to give her a big hug, too. Sassy, thank you, too. You're my hero. Now I've got to go to my room. Sassy snorted, licked Liddy's face, and pranced over to Liddy's mom and dad, tail wagging. Yes, Sassy, you can go to Liddy's room with her. That night, Liddy lay in bed, sassy at her feet. She thought back on the day and how it could have turned out so much worse. Thinking about that beautiful necklace, Liddy looked at Sassy and said, Sass, maybe someday I'll get to wear the necklace again, but next time it'll be Mom and Dad's idea, not mine. Good night, Sassy. And Sassy snorted good night. The end. I hoped you enjoyed that reading of The Green Gem by Susan Arts. Again, be sure to check out her book, Looking for Something, on Amazon. I'm sure you'll love it as much as I did. Thanks for listening.